0: act two of cain a mystery by lord byron this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. act two scene one the abyss of space
1: i tread on air and sink not yet i fear to sink
2: have faith in me and thou shalt be born on the air of which i am the prince
1: can i do so without impiety
2: believe and sink not doubt and perish thus would run the edict of the other god who names me demon to his angels they echo the sound to miserable things which knowing not beyond their shallow senses worship the word which strikes their ear and deem evil or good what is proclaimed to them in their abasement i will have none such worship or worship not thou shalt behold the worlds beyond thy little world nor be immersed for doubts beyond thy little life with torture of my dooming there will come an hour when tossed upon some water drops a man shall say to a man believe in me and walk the waters and the man shall walk the billows and be safe i will not say Believe in me as a conditional creed to save thee, but fly with me o'er the gulf of space an equal flight, and I will show what thou darest not deny the history of past and present and of future worlds,
1: O oh God or demon, or whate'er thou art is yon our earth?
2: dost thou not recognize the dust which formed your father?
1: Can it be? yon small blue circle swinging in far ether with an inferior circlet purpler it still which looks like that which lit our earthly night is this our paradise where are its walls and they who guard them
2: point me out the sight of paradise
1: how should i as we move like sunbeams onward it grows small and smaller and as it waxes little and then less gathers a halo round it like the light which shone the roundest of the stars when i beheld them from the skirts of paradise methinks they both as we recede from them appear to join the innumerable stars which are around us and as we move on increase their myriads
2: and if there should be worlds greater than thine own inhabited by greater things and they themselves far more in number than the dust of thy dull earth, though multiplied to animated atoms, all living, and all doomed to death, and wretched, what wouldst thou think?
1: I should be proud of thought which knew such things.
2: But if that high thought were linked to a servile mass of matter, and knowing such things, aspiring to such things, and science still beyond them— were chained down to the most gross and petty paltry wants all foul and fulsome and the very best of thine enjoyments a sweet degradation a most enervating and filthy cheat to lure thee on to the renewal of fresh souls and bodies all foredoomed to be as frail and few so happy
1: spirit i know naught of death save as a dreadful thing of which i have heard my parents speak as of a hideous heritage i owe to them no less than life-a heritage not happy if i may judge till now but spirit if it be as thou hast said and i within feel the prophetic torture of its truth here let me die for to give birth to those who can but suffer many years and die methinks is merely propagating death and multiplying murder
2: thou canst not all die there is what must
1: survive the other spake not of this unto my father when he shut him forth from paradise with death written upon his forehead but at least let what is mortal of me perish that i may be in the rest as angels are
2: i am angelic wouldst thou be as i am
1: i know not what thou art i see thy power and see thou show'st me things beyond my power beyond all power of my born faculties although inferior still to my desires and my conceptions
2: what are they which dwell so humbly in their pride as to sojourn with worms in clay?
1: And what art thou who dwellest so haughtily in spirit and canst range nature and immortality and yet seemst sorrowful?
2: I seem that which I am, and therefore do I ask of thee, if thou wouldst be immortal.
1: Thou hast said I must be immortal in despite of me. I knew not this until lately but since it must be let me or happy or unhappy learn to anticipate my immortality
2: thou didst before i came upon thee how by suffering
1: and must torture be immortal
2: we and thy sons will try but now behold is it not glorious
1: oh thou beautiful and unimaginable ether and ye multiplying masses of increased and still increasing lights what are ye What is this blue wilderness of interminable air, where ye roll along, as I have seen the leaves along the limpid streams of Eden? Is your course measured for ye, or do ye sweep on in your unbounded revelry through an aerial universe of endless expansion, at which my soul aches to think, intoxicated with eternity? O God! O gods, or whatsoe'er ye are! How beautiful ye are! how beautiful your works or accidents or whatsoe'er they may be let me die as atoms die if that they die or know ye in your might and knowledge my thoughts are not in this hour unworthy what i see though my dust is spirit let me expire or see them nearer
2: art thou not nearer look back to thine earth
1: where is it i see nothing save a mass of most innumerable lights look there i cannot see it
2: yet it sparkles still
1: that yonder yea and wilt thou tell me so why i have seen the fireflies and fireworms sprinkle the dusky groves and the green banks in the dim twilight brighter than yon world which bears them
2: thou hast seen both worms and worlds each bright and sparkling what dost think of them
1: that they are beautiful in their own sphere And that the night which makes both beautiful, the little shining firefly in its flight, And the immortal star in its great course, must both be guided.
2: But by whom, or what? Show me. Darest thou behold?
1: How know I what I dare behold? As yet thou hast shown nought I dare not gaze on further.
2: On then with me. Wouldst thou behold things mortal or immortal?
1: why what are things
2: both partly but what doth sit next thy heart
1: the things i see
2: but what sate nearest it
1: the things i have not seen nor ever shall the mysteries of death
2: what if i show to thee things which have died as i have shown thee much which cannot die do so away then on our mighty wings
1: oh how we cleave the blue the stars fade from us the earth where is my earth let me look on it for i was made of it
2: tis now beyond thee less in the universe than thou in it yet deem not that thou canst escape it thou shalt soon return to earth and all its dust tis part of thy eternity and mine
1: where dost thou lead me
2: to what was before thee the phantasm of the world Of which thy world is but the wreck.
1: What, is it not then new?
2: No, more than life is, and that was, Ere thou or I were, or the things which seem to us greater than either. But many things will have no end, And some, which would pretend to have had no beginning, Have had one as mean as thou, And mightier things have been extinct, To make way for much meaner than we can surmise for moments only, and the space have been and must be all unchangeable. But changes make not death, except to clay. But thou art clay, and canst but comprehend that which was clay, and such thou shalt behold.
1: Clay, spirit, what thou wilt, I can survey. Away then! But the lights fade from me fast, and some till now grew larger as we approached, and wore the look of worlds.
2: And such they are
1: and edens in them it may be and men
2: yea or things higher
1: ay and serpents too
2: wouldst thou have men without them must no reptiles breathe save the erect ones
1: how the lights recede where fly we
2: to the world of phantoms which are beings past and shadows still to come
1: but it grows dark and dark the stars are gone
2: and yet thou seest
1: tis a fearful light no sun no moon no lights innumerable the very blue of the empurpled night fades to a dreary twilight yet i see huge dusky masses but unlike the worlds we were approaching which begirt with light seemed full of life even when their atmosphere of light gave way and showed them taking shapes unequal of deep valleys and vast mountains and some emitting sparks and some displaying enormous liquid plains, and some begirt with luminous belts and floating moons which took like them the features of fair earth instead all here seems dark and dreadful
2: but distinct thou seekest to behold death and dead things
1: i seek it not But as I know there are such, and that my sire's sin makes him and me, And all that we inherit liable to such, I would behold at once what I must one day see perforce.
2: Behold.
1: tis darkness.
2: And so it shall be ever, but we will unfold its gates.
1: Enormous vapours roll apart. What's this? Enter. Can I return?
2: Return be sure how else could death be peopled its present realm is thin to what it will be through thee and thine
1: the clouds still open wide and wider and make widening circles round us
2: advance
1: and thou
2: fear not without me thou couldst not have gone beyond thy world on on
0: they disappear through the clouds scene two hades enter lucifer and cain
1: how silent and how vast are these dim worlds for they seem more than one and yet more peopled than the huge brilliant luminous orbs which swung so thickly in the upper air that i had deemed them rather the bright populace of some all unimaginable heaven than things to be inhabited themselves but that on drawing near them i beheld their swelling into palpable immensity of matter which seemed made for life to dwell on rather than life itself but here all is so shadowy and so full of twilight that it speaks of a day past
2: it is the realm of death wouldst have it present
1: till i know that which it really is i cannot answer but if it be as i've heard my father deal out in his long homilies tis a thing o oh god i dare not think on't cursed be he who invented life that leads to death or the dull mass of life that being life could not retain but needs must forfeit it even for the innocent dost thou curse thy father cursed he not me in giving me my birth cursed he not me before my birth in daring to pluck the fruit forbidden
2: thou sayest well the curse is mutual twixt thy sire and thee but for thy sons and brother
1: let them share it with me their sire and brother what else is bequeathed to me i leave them my inheritance o ye interminable gloomy realms of swimming shadows and enormous shapes some fully shown some indistinct and all mighty and melancholy what are ye live ye or have ye lived
2: somewhat of both
1: then what is death
2: what hath not he who made ye said tis another life
1: till now he hath said nothing save that all shall die
2: perhaps he one day will unfold that further secret
1: happy the day
2: yes happy when unfolded through agonies unspeakable and clogged with agonies eternal to innumerable yet unborn myriads of unconscious atoms all to be animated for this only
1: what are these mighty phantoms which i see floating around me they wear not the form of the intelligences i have seen round our regretted and unentered eden nor wear the form of man as i have viewed it in adam's and in abel's and in mine nor in my sister-bride's nor in my children's and yet they have an aspect which though not of men nor angels looks like something which if not the last rose higher than the first haughty and high and beautiful and full of seeming strength but of inexplicable shape for i never saw such they bear not the wing of seraph nor the face of man nor form of mightiest brute nor aught that is now breathing mighty yet and beautiful as the most beautiful and mighty which live and yet so unlike them that i scarce can call them living
2: yet they lived where where thou livest when on what thou callest earth they did inhabit
1: adam is the first
2: of thine i grant thee but too mean to be the last of these
1: and what are they
2: that which thou shalt be
1: but what were they
2: living high intelligent good great and glorious things as much superior unto all thy sire adam could e'er have been in eden as the sixty thousandth generation shall be in its dull damp degeneracy To thee and thy son, and how weak they are, Judge by thy own flesh.
1: Ah, me, and did they perish?
2: Yes, from their earth, as thou wilt fade from thine.
1: But was mine theirs? It was. But not as now. It is too little and too lowly to sustain such creatures.
2: True, it was more glorious.
1: And wherefore did it fall?
2: Ask him who fells.
1: But how?
2: by a most crushing and inexorable destruction and disorder of the elements which struck a world to chaos as a chaos subsiding has struck out a world such things though rare in time are frequent in eternity pass on and gaze upon the past
1: tis awful
2: and true behold these phantoms they were once material as thou art
1: and must i be like them
2: let he who made thee answer that i show thee what thy predecessors are and what they were thou feelest in degree inferior as thy petty feelings and thy pettier portion of the immortal part of high intelligence and earthly strength what ye in common have with what they had is life and what ye shall have death the rest of your poor attributes is such as suits reptiles engendered out of the subsiding slime of a mighty universe crushed into a scarcely yet shaped planet peopled with things whose enjoyment was to be in blindness a paradise of ignorance from which knowledge was barred as poison but behold what these superior beings are or were or if it irk thee turn thee back until the earth thy task i'll waft thee there in safety
1: no i'll stay here how long forever since i must one day return here from the earth i rather would remain i am sick of all that dust has shown me let me dwell in shadows
2: it cannot be thou now beholdest as a vision that which is reality to make thyself fit for this dwelling thou must pass through what the things thou seest have passed the gates of
1: death by what gate have we entered even now
2: by mine but plighted to return my spirit buoys thee up to breathe in regions where all is breathless save thyself. Gaze on, but do not think to dwell here till thine hour is come.
1: And these two, can they ne'er repass to earth again?
2: Their earth is gone forever. So changed by its convulsion they would not be conscious to a single present spot of its new scarcely hardened surface. Twas, oh, what a beautiful world it was.
1: And is... It is not with the earth, though I must till it, I feel at war, but that I may not profit by what it bears of beautiful, untoiling, nor gratify my thousand swelling thoughts with knowledge, nor allay my thousand fears of death and life.
2: What thy world is thou seest, but canst not comprehend the shadow of that which it was.
1: And those enormous creatures, phantoms inferior in intelligence, at least so seeming, to the things we have passed, resembling somewhat the wild habitants of the deep woods of earth the hugest which roar nightly in the forest but tenfold in magnitude and terror taller than the cherub guarded walls of eden with eyes flashing like the fiery swords which fence them and tusks projecting like the trees stripped of their bark and branches what were they
2: that which the mammoth is in thy world but these lie by myriads underneath its surface
1: but none on it
2: no for thy frail race to war with them would render the curse on it useless it would be destroyed so early
1: but why war
2: you have forgotten the denunciation which drove your race from eden war with all things and death to all things and disease to most things and pangs and bitterness these were the fruits of the forbidden tree
1: but animals did they too eat of it that they must die
2: Your Maker told ye, they were made for you, as you for him. You would not have their doom superior to your own. Had not Adam fallen, all had stood.
1: Alas, the hopeless wretches! They too must share my sire's fate like his sons, Like them too, without having shared the apple, Like them too, without the so dear-bought knowledge. It was a lying tree, for we know nothing. At least it promised knowledge at the price of death, But knowledge still. But what knows man?
2: It may be death leads to the highest knowledge, And being of all things the sole thing certain, At least leads to the surest science. Therefore the tree was true, though deadly.
1: These dim realms, I see them, but I know them not.
2: Because thy hour is yet afar, And matter cannot comprehend spirit wholly. But tis something to know there are such realms.
1: We knew already that there was death.
2: But not what was beyond it.
1: Nor know I now.
2: Thou knowest that there is a state, And many states beyond thine own, And this thou knewest not this morn.
1: But all seems dim and shadowy.
2: Be content, it will seem clearer to thine immortality.
1: And yon immeasurable liquid space of glorious Asia which floats on beyond us, Which looks like water, and which I would deem the river which flows out of Paradise Past my own dwelling, but that it is bankless and boundless, And of an ethereal hue. What is it?
2: There is still some such on earth, although inferior, And thy children shall dwell near it. Tis the phantasm of an ocean.
1: Tis like another world, a liquid sun. And those inordinate creatures sporting o'er its shining surface?
2: Are its inhabitants, the past leviathans.
1: And yon immense serpent, which rears his dripping mane and vasty head, Ten times higher than the haughtiest cedar, forth from the abyss, Looking as he could coil himself around the orbs we lately looked on. Is he not of the kind which basked beneath the tree in Eden?
2: Eve, thy mother, best can tell what shape of serpent tempted her
1: this seems too terrible no doubt the other had more of beauty
2: hast thou ne'er beheld him
1: many of the same kind at least so called but never that precisely which persuaded the fatal fruit nor even of the same aspect
2: your father saw him not
1: no twas my mother who tempted him she tempted by the serpent
2: good man whene'er thy wife or thy son's wives tempt thee or them to aught that's new or strange be sure thou seest first who hath tempted them.
1: Thy precept comes too late. There is no more for serpents to tempt woman to.
2: But there are still some things which woman may tempt man to, and man tempt woman. Let thy sons look to it. My counsel is a kind one, for tis even given chiefly at my own expense, tis true. 'Twill true. not be followed, so there's little lost.
1: I understand not this.
2: The happier thou. Thy world and thou are still too young. Thou thinkest thyself most wicked and unhappy, is it not so?
1: For crime I know not, but for pain I have felt much.
2: First born of the first man. Thy present state of sin, and thou art evil of sorrow, and thou sufferest, are both Eden in all its innocence compared to what thou shortly mayest be. And that state again, in its redoubled wretchedness, A paradise to what thy sons' sons' sons, Accumulating in generation like to dust, Which they in fact but add to, Shall endure and do. Now let us back to earth.
1: And wherefore didst thou lead me here Only to inform me this?
2: Was not thy quest for knowledge?
1: Yes, as being the road to happiness.
2: If truth be so,
1: thou hast it. Then my father's god did well when he prohibited the fatal tree.
2: But had done better in not planting it. But ignorance of evil doth not save from evil. It must still roll on the same, a part of all things.
1: Not of all things. No, I'll not believe it, for I thirst for good.
2: And who and what doth not? Who covets evil for its own bitter sake? None. nothing. Is the leaven of all life and lifelessness.
1: Within those glorious orbs which we behold, Distant and dazzling and innumerable, Ere we came down into this phantom realm, Ill cannot come. They are too beautiful.
2: Thou hast seen them from afar.
1: What of that? Distance can but diminish glory. They, when nearer, must be more ineffable.
2: Approach the things of earth most beautiful, And judge their beauty near.
1: I have done this the loveliest thing i know is loveliest nearest
2: then there must be delusion what is that which being nearest to thine eyes is still more beautiful than beauteous things remote
1: my sister ada all the stars of heaven the deep blue noon of night lit by an orb which looks a spirit or a spirit's world the hues of twilight the sun's gorgeous coming his setting indescribable which fills my eyes with pleasant tears as i behold him sink and feel my heart float softly with him along that western paradise of clouds the forest shade the green bough the bird's voice the vesper birds which seems to sing of love and mingles with the song of cherubim as the day closes over eden's walls all these are nothing to my eyes and heart like ada's face I turn from earth and heaven to gaze on it.
2: Tis fair as frail mortality. In the first dawn and bloom of young creation, And earliest embraces of earth's parents Can make its offspring. Still it is delusion.
1: You think so, being not her brother? Mortal,
2: my brotherhood's with those who have no children.
1: Then thou canst have no fellowship with us.
2: It may be that thine own shall be for me. But if thou dost possess a beautiful being, beyond all beauty in thine eyes why art thou wretched
1: why do i exist why art thou wretched why are all things so even he who made us must be as the maker of things unhappy to produce destruction can surely never be the task of joy and yet my sire says he is omnipotent then why is evil he being good i asked this question of my father and he said because this evil only was the path to good Strange good that must arise from out its deadly opposite. I lately saw a lamb stung by a reptile. The poor suckling lay foaming on the earth, beneath the vain and piteous bleating of its restless dam. My father plucked some herbs and laid them to the wound, and by degrees the helpless wretch resumed its careless life, and rose to drain the mother's milk, who o'er it tremulous stood licking its reviving limbs with joy. Behold, my son, said Adam, How from evil springs good.
2: What didst thou answer?
1: Nothing, for he is my father, But I thought that twere a better portion For the animal never to have been stung at all Than to purchase renewal of its little life With agonies unutterable, Though dispelled by antidotes.
2: But as thou saidst, Of all beloved things thou lovest her Who shared thy mother's milk, And giveth hers unto thy children.
1: Most assuredly. What should I be without her? What am I? Dost thou love nothing?
2: What does thy God love?
1: All things my father says, but I confess I see it not in their allotment here.
2: And therefore thou canst not see if I love or no, except some vast and general purpose, to which particular things must melt like snows.
1: Snows? What are they?
2: Be happier in not knowing what thy remoter offspring must encounter, but bask beneath the clime which knows no winter
1: but dost thou not love something like thyself
2: and dost thou love thyself
1: yes but love more what makes my feelings more endurable and is more than myself because i love it
2: thou lovest it because tis beautiful as was the apple in thy mother's eye and when it ceases to be so thy love will cease like any other appetite
1: cease to be beautiful how can that be with time But time has passed, and hitherto even Adam and my mother both are fair. Not fair like Ada and the seraphim, but very fair.
2: All that must pass away in them and her.
1: I am sorry for it, but cannot conceive my love for her the less. When her beauty disappears, methinks he who creates all beauty Will lose more than me in seeing perish such a work.
2: I pity thee who lovest what must perish.
1: And I thee who lovest nothing
2: and thy brother sits he not near thy heart
1: why should he not
2: thy father loves him well so does thy god
1: and so do i
2: tis well and meekly done meekly he is the second born of flesh and is his mother's favorite
1: let him keep her favor since the serpent was the first to win it
2: and his father's
1: what is that to me should i not love that which all love
2: and the jehovah the indulgent lord and bounteous planter of barred paradise? He too looks smilingly on Abel.
1: I ne'er saw him, and I know not if he smiles.
2: But you have seen his angels? Rarely. But sufficiently to see they love your brother. His sacrifices are acceptable.
1: So be they. Wherefore speak to me of this?
2: Because thou hast thought of this ere now.
1: And if I have thought, why recall a thought that
0: he pauses as agitated
1: spirit here we are in thy world speak not of mine thou hast shown me wonders thou hast shown me those mighty pre-adamites who walked the earth of which ours is the wreck thou hast pointed out myriads of starry worlds of which our own is the dim and remote companion in infinity of life thou hast shown me shadows of that existence with the dreaded name which my sire brought us death thou hast shown me much but not all show me where jehovah dwells in his especial paradise or thine where is it
2: here and o'er all space
1: but ye have some allotted dwelling as all things clay has its earth and other worlds their tenants all temporary breathing creatures their peculiar element and things which have long ceased to breathe our breath have theirs thou sayest and the jehovah and thyself have thine ye do not dwell together no
2: we reign together but our dwellings are asunder
1: would there were only one of ye perchance an unity of purpose might make union in elements which now seem jarred in storms how came ye being spirits wise and infinite to separate are ye not as brethren in your essence and your nature and your glory
2: art thou not abel's brother
1: We are brethren, and so we shall remain. But were it not so, is spirit like to flesh? Can it fall out infinity with immortality? Jarring and turning space to misery? For what?
2: To reign.
1: Did ye not tell me that ye are both eternal? Yea. And what I have seen, yon blue immensity, is boundless? Aye. And cannot ye both reign then? Is there not enough? Why should ye differ?
2: we both reign
1: but one of you makes evil which thou for if thou canst do man good why dost thou not
2: and why not he who made i made ye not ye are his creatures not mine
1: then leave us his creatures as thou sayest we are or show me thy dwelling or his dwelling
2: i could show thee both but the time will come thou shalt see one of them for evermore
1: and why not now
2: thy human mind Hath scarcely grasped to gather the little I have shown thee Into calm and clear thought. And thou wouldst go on aspiring to the great double mysteries, The two principles, and gaze upon them on their secret thrones? Dust! Limit thy ambition, For to see either one of these would be for thee to perish.
1: And let me perish, so I see them.
2: There, the son of her who snatched the apple spake. But thou wouldst only perish and not see them, The sight is for the other state.
1: Of death?
2: That is the prelude.
1: Then I dread it less, now that I know it leads to something definite.
2: And now I will convey thee to thy world, where thou shalt multiply the race of Adam, eat, drink, toil, tremble, laugh, weep, sleep, and die.
1: And to what end have I beheld these things which thou hast shown me? Didst
2: thou not require knowledge, and have I not, in what I showed, taught thee to know thyself?
1: Alas, I seem nothing.
2: And this should be the human sum of knowledge, to know mortal nature's nothingness. Bequeath that science to thy children, and twill spare them many tortures.
1: Haughty spirit! Thou speak'st it proudly, but thyself, though proud, hast a superior.
2: No! by heaven which he holds in the abyss and the immensity of worlds and life which i hold with him no i have a victor true but no superior homage he has from all but none from me i battle it against him as i battled in highest heaven through all eternity and the unfathomable gulfs of hades and the interminable realms of space and the infinity of endless ages all all will i dispute and world by world and star by star and universe by universe shall tremble in the balance till the great conflict shall cease if ever it shall cease which ne'er it shall till he or i be quenched and what can quench our immortality or mutual and irrevocable hate he as a conqueror will call the conquered evil but what will be the good he gives were i the victor his works would be deemed the only evil ones and you ye new and scarce born mortals what have been his gifts to you already in your little world
1: but few and some of those but bitter
2: back with me then to thine earth and try the rest of his celestial boons to you and yours evil and good are things in their own essence and not made good or evil by the giver but if he gives you good so call him if evil springs from him do not name it mine "'till ye know better its true fount. "'And judge not by words, though of spirits, "'but the fruits of your existence, such as it must be. "'One good gift has the fatal apple given, your reason. "'Let it not be overswayed by tyrannous threats "'to force you into faith, "'against all external sense and inward feeling. "'Think and endure, "'and form an inner world in your own bosom "'where the outward fails.' So shall you nearer be the spiritual nature, and war triumphant with your own.
0: They disappear. End of Act 2